choose you. Be cool, baby. Okay. Hey, bitch, come here. Got your motherfucking man. Come here. Mr. Pretty Tony. I mean, you know the rules of the game. I mean, your bitch just chose me. Now, we can settle this like you got some class so we can get into some gangster shit. Fuck being on some chill shit. We go zero to a hundred, nigga, real quick. What up, what up, what up? I'm back. This is Kells at KFGZ on Twitter. Thanks for asking Kells Radio. Back for another week. Um, this is episode 162. Um, apologize for last week. The sound was a little off. Um, I realized that sometimes so, so sometimes when I have the air conditioning on, which I try not to do, but y'all know it was hot a couple of days, it, it interferes with the sound, and I try to, like, uh, trickery it out, but last week it just was interfering a great deal. So apologize. I know that was like the sound was a little, you had to play with it a little bit. Um, but we back on track this week. Don't know how long this going to be. Got a lot of topics, but not too intense. Um, I, as always, I forgot my yours and never to, but let me see. Um, this has been kind of a slow, well, not slow, but. Kind of a draining week. Um, I don't think I have no yours and negatives. So let's move on. So once again, got to discuss some Trump shit, which I do not like to do on here, but I'm going to do it really quick. So Michael Cohen, the um, beleaguered, embattled, former, I don't know, fixer slash attorney for um, Trump, turns out was um, recording Trump or was wearing a wire for Trump. We don't know if it was at somebody's behest or of his own. I, I tend to think it's of its own because, I mean, Trump is a notorious liar, as we all know. Comey said, you know, he started writing shit down because dude was lying. And I've read, you know, articles on lawyers that used to represent him that said they would always have two lawyers in the room because he would lie and you would, you know, lie about what he told one to the other. And so you always need to back up. And so, you know, he, he got him on tape admitting to the payoff of some other... I don't know, it wasn't Stormy Daniels, and it wasn't the other chick, it's some other, this is some third chick now, I'm sure there's more, for, um, you know, an affair, which he's claimed to have no knowledge of, and no payments, and all this bullshit, so, um, all I want to really say is, like, I mean, even though that itself is pr- enough to get, you know, probably the president of peace, like, that's small potatoes, like, <laughs> we are so far off the ranch with this Russian shit. I mean, it's just so much fuckery like that. This tape, I seen that shit, and I was like, eh, eh, I'm sure, yeah, that'll, they'll, they're not gonna do nothing about that either. Like that, that's what's gonna if if what's gonna end up getting him is this tariffs situation because duh, tariffs make your the products in your country more expensive, and so people don't get them from you; they get them from other places, and your companies, you know suffer um but you know what a lot of those corporations lobby for trump and give money to republicans and he said he was going to do this so i mean i don't know how y'all crying the blues now white people we don't we don't understand how y'all are crying the blues like somebody tricked y'all like all this shit was right there on the paper um so yeah that's you know that's all i want to say on that i don't i don't i mean it's a big story it's big news because they called him lying but i mean he's been lying this whole time and ain't nothing happened so i don't know I, i think you know the russian i think Mueller. And a combination of Mueller and him just not knowing what he's doing and fucking with, you know, people's money and shit is what's going to finally, you know, get him out of here. Not, sorry, not, um, you know, thousands of other things that, you know, keep popping up that people are like, I can't believe this shit. So, moving on. Um, so I just wanted to mention quickly. As y'all know, I got a new job, but it, I'm always looking for a new job. This is just a job that I'm taking just to have a job until I find, you know, a better one. Um, and so I'm constantly applying. Well, not constantly, but I'm, I'm still applying. Because, y'all, I, as I told you before, I want to move to L.A. I have a two-pronged plan. The first prong is if I can get a job out there that allows me to move, I'll just move, and you know, out there. The second one is, you know continue to work here, uh, past the California bar, and then, you know, have that as an extra thing, so I'm kind of doing a two-pronged approach, so, um, one of the things that I apply for, or have been applying, well, there's certain companies that I've been kind of targeting, um, certain industries, you know, 
um, I, I, I say entertainment loosely, but I mean, there's all different kinds, and we know that, you know, streaming and, and different, we know the, 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 the business is changing, there's like different media now, you got your Netflix, your Spotify, your titles, it's, you know, different companies that are coming up now, like nobody's really trying to work for a record label, I mean, you know, a film studio, sure, you know, agency, sure, if I, you know, it's almost impossible to get in those, but if I should happen to slide my foot in one of those, sure, but I'm targeting like, you know, your Twitters, your, your, your Spotify, your SoundCloud, places like that, right? Where, you know, the new, the places where, the new places where content is going. And so, unfortunately for me, <laughs> everybody's targeting those companies. So you got to try to do something to stand out or, you know, get yourself through the door. Which, fortunately for me, is usually connections and networking, which I'm really good at. So, you know, if, when I can, I do that. But also, you need to write a cover letter. These places, they want you to write a cover letter because they want to, you know... Want you to show your personality and jump off the page, dumb. And so this weekend, I had to write a cover letter for um, Twitter for a job I'm right, uh, applying for for Twitter. And Lord have mercy. Ugh! cover letters are awful. They are so awful because, like, I mean, what what you have to show why you know why you picked the company why the company should pick you it's like i picked the company because you know y'all hiring <laughs> and if i gotta work i want to work somewhere that you know seem cool and pick me because i got all this shit and i just uh i just hate it like i, I you know you got I, one thing that people who've been in the military but people in the marine corps suffer from like when you're in the marine corps like we people say Marines are arrogant, but we're not really arrogant. We're confident, and we are confident because we can back it up. But one thing that is you're not when you're in a Marine Corps, and I in particular, I don't know about these other services. Like you're not supposed to like not. It's not that you're not supposed to take credit for the things you do. You're supposed, but you're not supposed to like big yourself up. Like because everybody in Marine Corps is a badass, right? Everybody has done incredible things, in, you know, in general terms, every, we all got shit birds, but as, you know, as, as a culture, we all the baddest motherfuckers on the block, we all killers, we all lean me, fight machines, we all come in and lay y'all down. That's the reputation of Marines. So every Marine got that bop, you know, that diddy bop, like, we're confident, but, you, we, but you're not supposed to, like, big yourself up, you're not supposed to be like, I'm the shit, because... It, it speaks for itself, right? Like, you show it in other ways. You, your, your uniform is always crisp. Your shoes is always polished. You, you never look nasty. You never look dirty. Y'all see Marines. Y'all know how we look. We That's on purpose. That's part of our brand. That's part of... This is how we present ourselves. This is part of our excellence. You're never going to catch us looking dirty. You're never going to catch us not crisp. And that's, that's how we, you know, big ourselves up. So it is very hard for me... I've just did. I've just had that mentality for so long. Like, yo, you go in, you be excellent. But excellence is expected. Like in a civilian world, like you get credit just for just for being just regular, or just for being like not the worst. You get all this fucking credit. In the military, it ain't like that. In the military, you are expected to be excellent at all times. And so, if you are excellent at all times, nobody's gonna pass you on the back because that's what you expect. It's expected. You're only going to hear from people when you fall below them expectations. And it's like, what the fuck's wrong with you? You shit bird, get stuff together. But you got to be excellent 24-7 and you're not going to get no credit. So it's a very unnatural process for me to be writing all this bullshit on paper and, you know, trying to be super, this new millennial, super enthusiastic shit y'all do. It's like, yo, nigga, here on my resume. You see all the fly shit I did. I'm qualified. I got the degrees. I got the credentials. I got the experience. You want me to come in and... and, and talk to you some more, I'll do that, but this cover letter kiss my ass, but I wrote it, I don't know how well, I mean I think it was alright, but who knows but I just, I hate, like employers, HR, any y'all out there listening to this, them cover letters is the pits, man I know y'all trying to like um, um, willow the, the, the field down, but like find another way because, you know the best way to figure out what I is it coming for? And it's like that's what the interview process is for. I don't understand cover letters. The interview process is for to figure out if that person is a right fit. I could have paid somebody to write my cover letter for all you know, you know, but I can't pay nobody to come in and talk to you and interview with you, right? I just, I, um, yeah, fuck cover letters. Um, what I want to do next? The rain. It's been raining all week, 
And not only has it been raining all week, it's been raining and hot and humid. Let me tell you, the worst fucking hot and humid is the rainy one. Because, like, when it's hot and it's humid and it rains, right, it cools it down. You get a breeze, like, whew, you get a little relief. But when it's raining and it's just hot and humid and it's just like you in a shower all day, like you outside just walking around like you in a shower, it's fucking worse, man. And I was going to film, you know, record whatever this episode, you know, put some clips up, but I have this summer breakout. It's, it's clearing up a little bit now. It was on both sides. Now it's only on one side and it's clearing up, but, you know, it's taking its time. And I'm just not going to be seen on no camera with this breakup, breakout, but that's this fucking heat and humidity. All you do is sweat. It's sweat running down your face all day. And you got to wipe the sweat off, you clogging your pores, and your skin breaks out. And I've, my, you know, I've read, apparently it's common in the summer. I, my skin don't be breaking out. So I was like, what the fuck? Am I eating something? Like, is, do, is it too much sugar? I think it was too much sugar initially is what caused the breakout. Because for a minute there, I was just bugging out. Um, just drinking all kind of juice and, and, like, liquor and shit. I mean, you know, mixed drinks and stuff. And I really, if I'm not drinking water, I, you know, I get simply lemonade. But I always keep, like, two the whole one of that that big what is that four gallon jug of water like I drink water like most times I don't drink soda or none of that but you know I was drinking a little bit much so I think that's what started it but it's like god damn like you just walking in just like a face of steam it's like you in a fucking steam room so you know it's, it's been all week it's been it's been the pits like at least if it's gonna rain be a little cool you know um today's not so bad though I have a rule that 80 degrees or above, I turn the air on. If it's not 80, I just go ahead with the windows open and the fan because I live on the water so I can get away with it. Because I really don't like the air conditioning. It messes up my respiratories. It's hard to breathe. It's a lot of, you know, noise. And you got to keep, you know, put all your clothes on and the blankets on because you start getting cold and shit. Like, so, um, but I, I don't have it on today because it's only 79. It's not at 80, so it doesn't come on. Um, yo, yo. <laughs> So it was revealed today via Twitter, which was a shock to me. Like, I'm usually not too shocked by these Hollywood niggas, but that shit really shocked me. That Drake has a chief, a chin weave. That beard is not his. That's one of them, them tape-on beards that they, that they use. And y'all on Twitter, y'all know what I'm talking about. He was in New Orleans um, shooting um, uh, Nice For What or, or In My Feelings, one of them videos. He was shooting down there, and the heat and humidity melted his joint off, and he walking around with his damn beard peeled off. And it's like, dog, I thought that was your beard. Like, goddamn, nigga, you can't draw, grow a beard. First of all, them fucking beards are played out. Them goddamn, they played out. The last ten of y'all that got them need to let it go. Niggas, it's over. It's over with. It's been over with. He still got it. And that shit is a goddamn chief. Like, Oh, like how much lamer can you get? I mean, but you know what? Whenever I keep, to, whenever Drake do something that's like un nigga like or not anything that African Americans would do, that's when you got to remember that he's Canadian. He's not an African American. He's Canadian, and can, there is no level of corny that Canadians cannot meet. And I know this because I know quite a few Canadians, and every last one of them fits every stereotype about Canadians that you have ever heard. Like. They are just the unswaggiest, most, just not, <laughs> like, not fly people ever. So, even the ones from Toronto, sorry, they just not. It's, it's something, that African-American swagger that, 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 you know, has influenced culture the world over, they don't have it. Um, yeah, Chief, horrible, like, God damn, like, dude, you got a baby that you don't claim, you was hiding, now you got the chin like, oh, dog. I mean, you lucky your music sell like it, dude, because your stock. We starting to understand why people live. Like, I bet you that's why. I bet you that was Rihanna's last fucking straw. I don't know what you done put her through, but Rihanna do not seem like the kind of girl to put up with a bunch of bullshit. And I guess one day she was rubbing her her fingers through that chin, through that cheese, and that shit came off of her hand, and she said, "Mother, that's it. That is motherfucking it. I don't need this. I'm out. Fuck you." I'm going to go with my Saudi billionaire. His fucking beard is real. I, 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 I cannot see Rihanna rolling with a nigga with a fucking weave on his chin. I really cannot. Like, that don't seem like, that don't seem like nothing she would tolerate. Um, really quick. Um, so, yeah, y'all. Apologize. This episode is not going to be long at all. Um, so, Demi Lovato had a, um, 
So this is just a little pet peeve. I was going to put it on TL, but I didn't want to be that nigga. But it just irks me when people say somebody OD'd. When you OD, it means that you died, right? You overdosed and you are dead. You can suffer from an overdose, you know, or um, you, can, you can be overdosing active or you can suffer through an overdose, meaning that, you know, you overdose and they put you back. But, like, overdose means the person died. When y'all say so-and-so overdosing just irks my nerves. It's like, did they die? If they didn't die, then they didn't overdose. Like, Janet, ja- Janet Joplin died of an overdose. Like, you overdosed, and you're dead. Pet peeve, whatever. But anyway, um, Demi Lovato uh, was rushed to the hospital today. On the, now, it was reported by TMZ there was a heroin overdose. I believe it was a heroin overdose. Um, they came back later and tried to say it was pills. First of all, it, why do y'all think that pill, pills are just pill version of heroin? That shit is opioids. That shit is opioids. That shit is heroin. It's in a pill. I don't know why y'all think that that's, it makes a difference. Like, heroin is just basically the cheap. Most people who start out on pills end up on heroin because they, it's cheaper. They like, yeah, your pills, you got to pay $20, $25 on the black market or whatever because you can't, you know, or you got to do some kind of prescription screen scheme, which you can't always do, and it's expensive. And heroin you can get for cheaper. So most people... You know, that's the whole big myth. Oh, well, people end up on heroin because they started on pills. No. Studies show that people end up on heroin because they drug drug addicts like every other drug addict. But that is for people who do actually start out on pills and end up moving from pills to heroin. That is why. Because it is cheaper. And it's the same fucking thing. So when people try to distinguish between heroin. It ain't even like try, like everybody remembers Whitney with crack is whack. But there is actually a difference between cocaine and crack. Cocaine, you gotta cook. You gotta cook. You gotta cook the cocaine and add the base to make crack. And it's a more intense high, which is high, it's more intense high than coke, and it goes away really fast, like boom, two, three seconds. That's how they get. That's how they get hooked so hard and be out there running. But, but, um, what is it? I don't even know what these pills are, but they're opioid. The only one I know of is um oxycontin. It's literally dope. It was just in a pill form, like so. It's not any different than heroin. So when y'all be like, "Oh, she died on pills. She wasn't. She's a dope fiend. It's dope." You're all these, all these fucking people dropping dead in the Midwest. These white people dropping dead in the Midwest. Who all of a sudden we got a drug crisis. When it was crack, it was you know just criminals. But now it's white people. It's all of a sudden it's a health crisis. They're dope fiends. They are on dope. They're on heroin. They just taking it in the pill form. Some of them, and some of them are moved up to the needle. So anyway. I, I didn't mean to digress that long, but she had a, um, was rushed to the hospital overdosing on what they said was heroin. Now, I didn't, before last year, I didn't know the difference between Demi Lovato and the other one, uh, one of them used to date Justin Bieber, I don't think it was Demi Lovato, it was, what's the other one, Selena Gomez, her, that's, I think that's the one that dated Justin, I didn't know them two apart. People would say them and I'd be like, I don't know one from the other. I didn't know what one. I just All I knew from them was that one of them used to date Justin Bieber and I didn't know which one it was. But Demi dropped that album last year which was a good album, which is a good album. And then I was like, oh, this is Demi Lovato. Okay, so now I know who she is. But I didn't know anything else about her. Apparently she's one of them Disney kids. I don't know. I was By the time that shit came out, I was grown. Disney, they, they started that Disney shit. I was already like a teenager. I wasn't watching that shit. Um, but um, when I was a kid, it was the Mickey Mouse Club. Um, yeah, so I, I didn't know anything about her. Apparently, she's been uh, an addict or suffering from addiction for a long time, which is strange to me because I don't think she's that old. How old is Demi Lovato? Like, is she in her 20s? Like, how how long have you been a drug addict and how? how? Let me see. How old is Demi Lovato? Like, you had to start as a kid. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Oh, that ain't the, I need the Wikipedia. Oh, they're talking about Narcan. Mm-hmm, she was on heroin. You're not fooling me. Um, okay, here we go. Uh, oh, shit, 19, she's 25 years old. Well, I don't know when you started drugs, sis, but it had to be, good lord, 25 and you, mm, and you on heroin? That's hard, B. And not just when I was Googling that, I saw the story and they said she overdosed, but somebody had Narcan and brought her back. So that means you was on heroin. They done, that Narcan, they don't do that shit for them pills. Y'all be on YouTube and see them videos. Them motherfuckers be on that dope. She's on heroin. And they brought her back with that Narcan. Okay. Uh, 25. God bless. I, listen, heroin, I don't know. I don't know anything. I've, I've 
grew up in the crack era, so I know, you know, of crack. I know what it did, but from everything that I've been told and understand from people who are, are older, because before, heroin has always been around, but when cocaine came on the scene in like the 70s and the 80s, heroin kind of fell back. I mean, everybody was always on heroin, but anybody, y'all lived through the crack, y'all know, crack, 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 crack was everywhere. Heroin kind of fell off. Like, I don't even think, if you knew a dope fiend, like, they, niggas be like, dope, nigga, we all, you ain't on crack? You late, you know what I mean? Like, it was like that. But for people who are older, who are, and I even remember back then, my father, he was like, man, look, this crack is bad, but that heroin, so people who are older and remember heroin back in, like, the 50s and 60s, when that was the thing, they was like, yo, heroin is the worst drug ever. They were like, you get on heroin, good luck getting off. There are very few successful people, people who successfully get off of heroin because, number one, you know, I don't know about today, because today they're getting this super pure shit straight from Mexico, and niggas is shooting this shit up and falling right out. But apparently, back in the day, heroin wasn't so, um, wasn't always so pure. And so people could be functional addicts and be addicted to heroin like their whole life, and never really OD, OD, you know, but be on heroin. And then, you know, around 70s and 80s, when people start coming back from Vietnam, it was getting, you know, the shit straight from Thailand or whatever, then it started getting more potent, and so now... You know, and in the 90s, there was a lot of stars that got OD'd and fell out, too. And then also, uh, what was the Batman dude not too long ago? He also fell on heroin, got OD'd off heroin. Um, Heath Ledger. So, what I understand from people to tell me, and I mean, you know, I see the fiends lean out, but, you know, they never fall down. But that, that's a nasty, nasty drug, and it's, it's almost impossible to get on. I mean, people do it. I'm sure there's plenty of people who are former heroin addicts, but from what I understand, it's extremely hard, and they have, they either, and a lot of them, they get off of it, they get off it because they replace heroin with that, with, um, what's the, methadone or whatever, so they just get addicted to the methadone rather than heroin, which, which moves, um, the methadone, from what I understand, moves kind of like heroin, so when the, um, heroin, I don't know what you call it, uh, molecules, whatever the heroin molecules bind to to produce the high Narcan, not Narcan, methadone moves into those spots instead and doesn't even, doesn't allow the heroin to, to attach. So even if you try to use heroin, it's not going to work. So that's how methadone works. This Narcan, I think, works the same, similar way, but I think it's a more acute thing. I don't, I don't really know. I'm not even going to, I'm, I just know that when they OD, they, they shoot that Narcan up their nose, and from what I understand, it moves, it also moves the heroin molecules off of whatever they attach to and, and brings you back, but I don't think it's something, I think methadone is more over time, and I think Narcan is just like to reverse an overdose, I don't think it's something that you take all the time. Um, yeah, so God bless her, because if you're 25, they said she's been struggling with addiction her own life, you're only 25, so when you started these drugs, and heroin? How you get on heroin? Like, listen, I, you ain't supposed to judge people. And listen, if again, if you're my generation, those of us who grew up in the crack era, we grew up hard, and we grew up judging motherfucking crackheads. Like, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. It wasn't no sympathy for no fucking crackheads because them motherfuckers was fucking worse, and they was everywhere, and they just it just was too much. And after a while, like, yeah, you might have felt bad, like they was gripped in addiction. But when you're trying to walk home from school and these motherfuckers just out everywhere and trying to steal your fucking shoes off your feet while you're walking and trying to sell you shit and just, just shit is horrible, you ain't got no sympathy for the motherfuckers. Like, that, we call them fiends, we call them crackheads, we got all kind of shit because they was just everywhere and it was just making life horrible. Um, so, but God bless, like, I, you know, I hope you be alright. Um, you know, I liked your little album, but sheesh, you... The article I just read said they was all night on a binger and she od So that means you was off. You've been on that shit. You gone. And heroin, listen, you ain't got to, I ain't going to do no drugs, period. Because, like, if anybody know, when them niggas is on crack, crack is a 24-7, 365 job. Them niggas is out there at 3 in the morning. They're there at 3 in the afternoon. They out there at night, minus 30. They out there at 130. They out there at 99 degrees. They out there on Sunday. They out there on Monday. They out there on Martin Luther King Day. They just out there constantly, constantly, constantly up in the crack houses. 
That shit is like a job. It's too much work. I'm like, nigga, I could not be, I'm too fucking lazy. I'd be like, fuck this, fuck this. I'm going, look, where's the rehab? I'm going to get clean and get me a motherfucking job because I can get off at five and go rest. Them, I, them motherfuckers run the street constantly for that motherfucking crack. So ain't no way I gonna be no crackhead, and it damn sure I ain't. You ain't never got to worry about me getting addicted. Nothing that requires tools like a needle. I got to stick a needle. On, wait a minute. So I got to get this shit. Do whatever I got to do to get it. Then I got to get a, a spoon, and it's like you ever seen her cook it? That shit is like a goddamn recipe. Like you might as well be making some fried some chicken or something. They put that shit. You got to put it in the spoon. Then they put some um, I think water in it, or maybe I don't know what they put some liquid, probably water. I don't know. And a cotton ball, and it's like, oh, okay, then they gotta light it, then they gotta put it in the syringe, and you know what syringes, if you gotta get it right, because if it's an air bubble, and they kill yourself. I mean, I guess it don't matter if you're shooting heroin, you can kill yourself anyway. But they, you know, they be having all these, they, veins be all fucked up, and they be having bleeding everywhere. That's how they get AIDS and shit, because it be, just be blood, they, it's nasty. You ever see, y'all live in New York City, y'all seen these fucking dope things, they nasty, they be dirt, they fucking hands be all scarred and scabbed up, they arms be all scarred and scabbed up. Ugh, I saw two yesterday, I was getting off the train, and it was this white, and heroin addicts will fool you too, because crackheads, when crackheads get real bad, they obvious, because they be dirty, they sh- their hair be fucked up, they just look a mess, like a crackhead, they got to look about them, you know, that nigga going on that crack, but heroin niggas, they can fool you, because I got off the train yesterday, and it was a white guy and a girl, first of all, not so much now, but still a little bit. You in Harlem, you see, but you see two white people. They probably drug addicts come from. Not so much now because they live up here. But these two, from how they dress, they wasn't dressed like gentrifiers. I knew they was drug addicts, and and but the girl looked kind of clean. Like she should not look clean. She was clean. Her hair was done. She had on regular like looking clothes. Like if you'd have just looked at her, she looked regular. But I seen her bend down to pick up some like old cigarette butts. Off the ground, and I was like, "Ugh!" First up, because you know, white people, y'all do nasty shit. I was in Brooklyn two weekends ago, and there's a guy walking around Brooklyn, pissy ass Brooklyn streets, barefoot. Ugh! And he gonna go back in somebody's house and put his feet on their rug and in the bed, and you've been walking around barefoot? Are you? Ugh! Your fucking feet, you gonna catch Tomei, a fucking gangrene. Your feet gonna fall off. It's gonna be good for you. But anyway, um. That's dirty. She was she was bending down picking up cigarette butts. Now at first I was like, well, you know, white people do dirty shit, so it didn't. At first I just kept. Well, then I was like, wait a minute. And then I seen the dude was with her, and now the dude looked scuzzy. The dude looked like a dope fiend, and that's when I looked back at her, and then I was like, oh, they dope fiends. That's why she picking them cigarette butts off the ground because that shit is disgusting. But white, no offense, but white people y'all be doing some disgusting shit. So just because you picking up cigarette, y'all y'all not y'all motherfuckers. Oh, we gotta recycle. You know, I ain't fucking know. I was like, it could just be regular old white girl doing some white girl shit but then I figured out I was like oh they fiends and then I then I noticed so sometimes they can fool you but like that heroin oh woo, you ain't never got woo, child ghetto ghetto you ain't never got to worry about me on that shit I don't know where they get the needles from I think I don't think they free though um nah but but I've also heard and never mind from who I'll just say reliable sources that heroin is the most lucrative drug to sell because and and that is why usually in, in neighborhoods you got your you got your heroin dealers and you got your cocaine dealers and they usually don't beef because they two different you know that's two different customers like if you either do up you either do cocaine or you do heroin I don't know to me if you're doing both you you that nigga I don't know but most people either do the heroin they do the cocaine so there's not really a lot of competition but from what I understand um, cause you know, coke, you got the kilos, you got to pay whatever the price is, you got to break it down, like you have to, I mean, or unless you can wholesale it, you get, if you get it straight from somebody, you can wholesale it, but still, you know, they, you got to break it, it's a lot you got to do to make the profit off of cocaine, but for when I understand what heroin, you don't, like you basically, you, you, you get the brick, and you fucking pay like, you know, I don't know, say you pay, I don't even know what, heroin cost, but let's say you pay 10 grand a brick, which I'm sure is way more than that, and you basically buy your Similac, which, or whatever you want to mix it with, and, and you sell it, you, like, little, little, little packs of heroin, they sell for, like, you know, $20 to, I don't know, from what I understand, the return on heroin is, is greater with less, so you can get two bricks of heroin, and you come up with a lot more money, because you can even take that brick of heroin, cut it in half, and sell it to something, just sell the brick to another dealer and still get like mad money whereas coke you gotta do a little unless you know you gotta do a little bit more to turn coke over is what I understand so if you can but but 
it's hard to get into heroin business because you have to kind of have a connect, a direct connect. In other words, like you gotta either I don't know whoever I know a lot of I know a lot of heroin comes from Afghanistan. When I was in Afghanistan, not gonna say too much, but in the early days of Afghanistan, before everybody started coming over there and it got really locked down, you could there when you when we we being the special forces and the, and the intel people and the four people that went over to Afghanistan. Nobody checked. We went on special planes. We went on special government planes that were not on anybody's manifest. We got. We walked straight through the airport. We don't go through customs and none of that shit. We go through the clear port, basically. We didn't even go through commercial airports. We would land at different airports. And so, if you want to know how all the heroin all of a sudden is getting to this country besides the Mexicans, that was how. Because motherfuckers could put three, four, five, six bricks of heroin in their bag and go. Nobody was going to check nothing. Um, people smuggled all kinds of shit, weapons, rugs, rugs was a big game, because over there you can get Persian rugs, like real Persian rugs, made in Persia, you know, you pay seven, eight hundred dollars for a Persian rug over there, and you come back to the States, and you go on eBay, and a rug sell for 30, 40 grand, so people was paying 700, putting them shits on eBay, this is 100% per, you get the paperwork and everything, like from the Weaver, they, you know, that's how they, that's how the Persians make their money. They come to the little bazaars in Afghanistan or wherever, and they, these are the rugs they make. They give you the paperwork and all of that. You could, it's legitimate. Comes from Afghanistan. It's a, it's, a, it's a legitimate Persian rug, and you put that shit on eBay, and you can get thirty, forty grand for them shit, which is cheap. Because if you go try to get a hundred percent Persian rug in one of these rug stores, that shit gonna run you like. You know, eighty, ninety thousand dollars for these rugs. We was put. These wasn't no low bullshit rugs. These was like legit, big, the kind you see in like the nice museums and shit, them was the rugs that people was bringing back, um, in bulk, like, you get, <laughs> you get fucking, like, ten of them joints, you pay ten thousand dollars, you come over here and you make two hundred thousand dollars in a fucking Persian rug, so, it was all kind of shit people was doing, and, and one of them was bringing back heroin, um, because it was easy, so, but you got, that's how you got to get heroin, you got to have it direct from the source. So, what for? What I understand, it's a little bit harder to, to, you know, heroin. You make more money, but it's a little bit harder to get into the game. Whereas coke, you know, you can find a nigga that sell you, if not a key or something. And you know, with crack, you can, you don't even need a key. You just get a little bit, crack that up, sell that, re up, sell that, re up, and then like a, a month, you know, you might get afford a kilo. So, God bless Demi Lovato, but that heroin is, who that ain't nothing to fuck with. I don't know how you, 25 years old and falling out on that shit. But you know what? Look, Drew Barrymore made it. So if Drew Barrymore can make it, you know, it can be done. So I wish you the best. Um, so moving on, uh, Nia Wilson. So I didn't really follow this case a whole lot because I didn't. I saw it come across. And, you know, sometimes, some of the stories that come across be fake. And when I first saw it, it didn't seem believable. It seemed like one of y'all little bots or y'all little, you know, little Photoshop shit y'all try to do to get shit popping on the TL. So I didn't pay attention to it. But turns out it's true. Um, in Oakland, I think, or somewhere in the Bay Area, um, some white supremacist guy cut this girl's throat on the, on the train and killed her. And uh, last I checked, I don't know if he's still on the loose. Last I checked, he was, but then I think I saw that he was captured. I think he was captured because I think that's how they know, you know, that he was a white supremacist and all that. But, um, a horrible story. And, like, I mean, what more can you say? Like, the, the, another side effect of this motherfucker being in office is all these fucking deplorable people feel emboldened. And they feel like they're justified. And they feel like they want something. And they can go out here and do this shit. And, you know, not for nothing, not to steer the, the story away from this, this girl, but, like, that's one of my, um... I won't even call it irrational fear. That's like one of the things I stay woke for the most on Subway. Y'all know how, you know, the chair that's right by the door, a lot of people like to sit there. I don't like sitting in that chair because I always think these doors can open and somebody can reach in and cut my throat or slice my face or just, you know, reach around, grab your phone or whatever. Like when them doors open, they right on you. So I, I never, I try not to never sit in them seats and that's like, one of the reasons why, because I'm like, yo, all somebody would have to do is pull out a razor, put their arm around the door, they cut your throat, and you'd be dead, so, you know, that's a horrible way to die, though, and I, I, I read it twice, the first, the first story I read said he sliced her neck, the other ones have since said stabbed, to, stabbed which, I, th I think he sliced her neck, I think, 
you know, a lot of reporters and like people they think shit is interchangeable. Stab to death. Oh, I say stab to death. No, slice the stab to death is different than slice the throat. Stab to death actually takes a, a, a little longer and a bit of effort unless you happen to hit them, you know, right in the right spot. Whereas you cut somebody's throat, that 10, 15 seconds later, they, they're gone. So, yeah, horrible. Um, they, they added her to say her name, which, fine. Um, but, uh, we got to get this guy out of here, man. We got to get this guy out of here. And we got to, I don't know if we, I don't think we can go back to how it was, but... We got to get back to some level of, I don't know, responsibility. Like, we just got to get these little fucking racist trolls back in whatever little fucking hole they crawled out of. We got to get them back in there. Because right now, they just out and they just think that it's all good. And it's not. So, you know, because shit like this keep happening. Shit like Charlottesville. And it's just like, yo, we got to get, we got to get these people under control. Um, yeah, so, that's, that's all, I didn't read a lot about it, that's all I want to say about her. So, what I thought I would do is, so I told y'all last week about Sharp Objects. Telling y'all again about Sharp Objects. Sharp Objects is excellent. So, this last episode, I think, was episode three or four. Three or four. So, starting to get into it now. Still kind of don't know what's going on because... Camille, who who is Amy um, Adams' character, we still don't know what she she has like flashbacks, but we're not really sure is it a flashback or is it a flash forward. We don't really still know what's going on with that. But and I mean, if y'all watch it, then it's not a spoiler. If you don't watch it, it might be a bit of a spoiler, but still watch it anyway. But I just so I told y'all last week it's, it's girls being murdered in this in her small town to try to figure out what's happening. So last week I thought I'd start figuring it out, and I was like, I think it might be Camille because I told y'all she's an alcoholic and she has these blackouts, and she don't know. It's insinuated that she blacks out, and we don't know what happens when she's black when she blacks out. So I'm like, she might be blacking out from killing these girls. And the reason also I thought it was her because um, she sees go like she sees spirits of the murdered girls and she's also seen this remember I told y'all there was something that happened when she was younger that I don't know either may have led her to leave town or may have had something to do with her finally leaving town but something happened when she was younger and so she keeps seeing I think somebody may have been killed or something I'm not sure but she keeps seeing that ghost as well and she keeps having fat flashbacks to something to happen and when she's back in town she goes to the town bar and the guy in the bar was like hey look I'm really sorry about all that stuff before she's like no so clearly something happened when she was younger and um everybody knows about it it's like a town small town 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 thing but now but then I was on twitter with the you know the four or five of us who watch it and somebody said that they she has the little half sister and somebody was like they think it's the half sister her half sister and her friends you know, they be out all hours, escape, you know, they, they, again, her, their mom is like the richest lady in town, and so, like, they do whatever they want to do, nobody gonna say nothing to them, and they be out roller skating at all hours, which is odd, because of somebody in the town killing kids, but they just be out sneaking out, and just seem unconcerned, and so somebody was like, I think it might be the little sister, I, I wasn't saying that it wasn't, but, um, without giving something away, one of the bodies they found, um, what was done to the body needed some strength. And so it doesn't appear that just a teenage girl could have done it. But I think maybe y'all might be right. Y'all might be on to something. It might be the little sister, and she, but she might have help. She might have somebody that's helping her. I don't know if it's, uh, they have a little clique of three friends. I don't know if it's all three of them, but it might be. Like, there's something going on. There's, there's girls in this town. There's these young girls in this town. They all, they all know who Camille is. And I guess when Camille was in high school, she was, like, a big deal. She was really popular. Again, she's rich. She's, you know, nice looking. And, and I, supposedly she was, like, you know, one of them, the, the it girl in, in high school. So all these little younger girls, her sister's age, you know, they all just fascinated with her. And, you know, there's something going on with them. Like, they just all kind of rotating around her. Her little sister is like so, she didn't, you know, she didn't, she had never seen her little sister. She knew she had one. She, she knew of her, but she had never seen her. So she just met her, you know, when she went back to that town. Her sister's just so fascinated with her and just, 
keeps saying, I want to know you, and I know, I know that you're, I know you're bad, because mommy tells me, you know, all these stories, but I really want to know the truth, you know, she just, she's just fascinated with Camille, and seems to be trying to get at whatever, Camille got a lot, trying to get at, like, whatever she, whatever she's, whatever occurred that everybody knows about her, trying to get at that, right, like, I know that, you know, you, you got some shit with you, and I want to see the shit, and I just, it's just weird to me, this little other things that's been foreshadowed, was one little scene that I think foreshadowed that it might be her, um, I won't say what it was for those why, but some of y'all already figured it out, but it was one scene where I was like, yeah, I think it might be her, because it was like just a, a, a foreshadow, um, it was real quick, but if you caught it, you caught it, um, but I said all that to say, the show is really excellent, like, I, I don't see a lot of people watching, because it comes on at the same time as Claude, a lot, listen, 9 o'clock Sunday is a, is a busy time, because Pose was on, um, Claws is on, and then Sharp Objects on all at the same time, what I was doing was, I was watching, I was watching Pose at 9, I was DVR um, Sharp Objects, and watching that at 10, and then the next week, I was watching Claws on All Demand, because, you, you know, you can only um, record two, and, um, what, sure, uh, I, 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 I want to watch Sharp Objects Live, and, and I want to watch Pose, so I was ended up, so I would watch, like, Claws later, um, which brings me to the next two topics, so Pose had their series finale, you could tell they wrote it like they didn't think they was going to get another season, but they did get another season, which was great, my boo, Electra Abundance, who is now Electra Evangelista, um, whew, last episode was doing bad, homegirl was on the, the sleeping on the park bench, because she went and got her, you know, penis removed, and you know, all her little, um, uh, sponsors, they weren't interested in her no more, because they was like, look, I can go find a, a woman anywhere, I want, you know, I want a tranny, a transsexual, and so she didn't have no more benefactors, she couldn't pay the rent, she ended up out on the street, and so Blanca had to come get her and be like, girl, oh, you come stay with me, and, um, she did, and, the little candy and that little other one that ran off the midday house and was trying to be Electra but did not have the range, you know, because Electra reads you but it all hits and, you know, Electra is this legendary, you know, house mother and wins all the balls and stuff and here y'all comes these little rat upstarts and, you know, it just, y'all was, y'all ain't do, had a range. So, it was really good. It ended well. Um, I will say though, some of the characters are not as strong as a Poppy. I love motherfucking Poppy. And if anybody's seen Paris is Burning, I think it's obvious that Poppy was like modeled off of those two little it was the two little Puerto Rican kids on Paris is Burning that was on the show, I think. And one of them had a hat on and curly hair. He looked just like Poppy. Um love Poppy. Um Damon, Damien, whatever his name is, and Ricky. I feel like them two were like the weakest links. I don't think David was a good actor at all. He was like acting by numbers, um, no range, no depth. Same thing for Ricky, no range, no depth. And I don't really like Ricky's character. Like I feel like they could do without him. Um, but other than that, it's my only complaint. The show was excellent. I loved it. Blanca got her due. Um, Electra got her due. Oh, Angel dismissed that Caucasian man, she finally was like, you know what, um, I just, I just, a little, I just say what I want, actually, you know, like, you had me hooked for a minute, but you talking, you know, your life, your wife left you, you trying to act like it's me, you left her, but your wife left you because she found out, and now you trying to come with this little family shit, and Stan was like, you like kids, right, she was like, not really, <laughs> which I felt in my soul, <laughs> but it was just great, it was, I love the show, Angel, Electra, Blanca, Poppy, Pray Tell, awesome, great, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful jobs, great performances, um, Damon and Ricky, weakest links, I just think, those are the two characters I cared about the least, I'm glad Damon decided to go to school and not off to, oh, <laughs> dog, when Electra started standing for I'll Be Sure, I fell the fuck out, that shit was hilarious, because Electra is the cool, you know, too good for everybody, um, customer, when, um, Blanca was like, look, you're gonna have to get a job, look, you're gonna be a hostess at this restaurant, Electra was like, get, pushing back, she was like, bitch, all you gotta do is fucking be beautiful and judge people, like, 
<laughs> like that's that's your expertise, right? So, but when she they was talking about Damon and Ricky had went to <laughs> went to audition for the Al P Shore video, <laughs> like she was like, ah, Al P Shore, let me go get the tape. That shit was funny. It was so random. Like what, girl? <laughs> that shit made me laugh. Um, yeah, but shout out to Pose, great show. Um, Claws. So Claws first season was excellent. Second season is just as excellent. Like, oh, it just started. The thing I like about Claws, it ain't never a dull moment. It started out with a bang, but not to the not to the detriment of the story. Like you follow the story, but like I, some of them shows, you know, it take a while to get good. You gotta watch, watch a few episodes, figure it out. Not Claws. Claws was bang from jump. So we in the second season now. Um, Desna and and um, damn, what's Karuchi's name on the show? Uh, what's cool? What's your name on the show? Whatever, I don't know. But anyway, this Russian done took over, um, done took over the shop and trying to, um, and, and some Haitian dude, like it's just basically this war, they all try, turn out they all trying to get Desna, because Desna the one that got the license to, to operate the, um, pharmacy, right? So it's this whole big thing, Desna found out that the um, nigga that she thought was, she was going to marry is really in, in, in on the Russian, the Russian that shot her sister right in the face, so ain't nobody trying to try her at all. Cause this bitch that shot her own fucking sister, and was threatening to shoot her grand, her grandbaby to get Roller to tell some shit. Like that bitch crazy. Ain't ain't nobody trying to fuck with her. But um, so Desna figured out last week they playing her. The Haitian and the Russian is playing her, and then this week Uncle Daddy and Roller told her why. Like well. They, you know, you got a clean record, and you the one with the, the license. So if he married you, and then killed you, the license was transferred to him. So Desna found out today that this is what the scam been about the whole time. Cause she was kind of the Russian was playing her like you a leader, you a ball, like you know, playing her, stroking her, and Desna was falling for it. Now Desna feeling figuring out, oh, you niggas was playing me the whole time, and y'all was gonna kill me over a fucking piece of license, right? So now she pissed, and um, so her and, and um. Uncle Daddy and Roller and all them, they like, look, we got to fucking team up, because fuck, get these hoes fuck out of here. We deal with each other later, but we got to get these motherfuckers out of here. So they went in and stole um, the coat, because they wanted to, they want the Russians, the, they want the Haitians to think the Russians did it, the Russians think the Haitians did it, they want them to go to war with each other. And, um, and she tripping, because she's still tripping over her little fucking girlfriend that, I don't even know how long she was with that girl, so she flipping out, she don't, you know, don't want to take the coke and all this bullshit, she don't want to help, basically, I ain't going back to jail for nobody, it's like, yeah, but you wouldn't even have had a job if it wasn't, like, you know this, this little chick you trying to be with, like, for a few months, like, come on now, so she done went and snitched Desna out, they done locked Desna up, or come to arrest her, so, ugh, but Claus is good, I love that show, it is so good, Shout out to um, Karuchi, shout out to um, Nisi Nash, shout out to Harold Parano, shout out, I call her Trudy from True Blood, because that's who, I don't know her real name, but she played Trudy on True Blood, she's on there, she's good, um, that white lady, I've seen her somewhere before, but I don't know where it is, but I think she's seen, she, I think she's in something else, I don't, I don't know, I've seen her around before, she's good, the one that plays um, Anne, we used to be on Scrubs, which I didn't watch, but I know she was on Scrubs, um, and is that it? I said Karuchi. And um, Uncle Daddy is played by um, the one that was the cop on um, Breaking Bad. That's Uncle Daddy. Roller, I don't know who Roller is, but I know he's um, British. Because sometimes the accent slip, slips out. And, oh, and the Haitian dude. I've seen the Haitian dude somewhere before, too, but I can't remember where. Um... But it's good. Oh, and the Russian lady, I don't know who that is either. But I've seen her on other stuff too. That Russian lady, though, she got, if you, y'all know I was a Russian linguist, I'm familiar with Russians. She got them tacky Eastern Europeans. You're not supposed to say gypsies because that's a slur, but that's really what what they're called. They're the um, Romani people. Like, Russia has, just like America has different ethnicities, so does Russia. Like, it's Russia, but there's different, there's, 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 the Ukrainians are one thing. The Eastern Europeans are Romani, which is basically gypsies. And um, the Albanians, like they all got all different shit, and them Eastern European is all different shit. But she got them. She's supposed to. She's playing Georgia, which is a which is a Romani, which is a Gypsy. She is playing that shit down. If you are familiar with them, the way she dressed, the way she I'm telling y'all, whatever I tell people that Russians are the black people, the white people, they don't get it. 
But for those of us who know Russians, y'all know what I'm talking about. Russians are the black people of white people because because they have under they suffer under under communism, which is like an oppressive system, just like in the U.S. It's an oppressive system, you know, Jim Crow, white supremacy, whatever you want to call it, it's an oppressive system, and we had to adapt and overcome and figure out how to get around and still and still live and, and make a way. Russians have to do the same thing in communism, and so they tend to ha- they tend to be. Like black people, like you know, like hey, we gonna find a way. Like fuck them cops, we gonna yeah. That's what they tell. Very resourceful people who have lasted through a lot of oppression. That's how Russians are. So that's why when I they so they're very similar. And and when you when you meet a real Russian, not so much the, not the models and the ones that come over here, but even then when they keeping it real. But if you anybody live in Brooklyn or Brighton Beach or familiar with Russians, y'all know what I'm talking about. Them motherfuckers. <laughs> Are different. So, um, yeah, shout out to Claws. This is a great show, and this season is really good, also. Usually, sometimes second season shit fall off, but it's not. So, alright, yeah, that's wrapping it up. So, I gave y'all, it's not so bad. Uh, almost an hour. I didn't do Ga- um, Genghis Kicks last week because I actually did forget. My bad. But I got some this week, but I will say it's not a whole lot of heat dropping. And, um,. <sighs> Because I'm trying to do some things. I haven't been buying any shoes lately. Because I'm, I'm really trying to. Um, I'm really trying to save money. Um, so. But I, I, I got a couple um, pairs. That, that, that I'll put up. Um, on the Instagram. So. It's also Genghis Kells. Follow me there. So anyway. Look. Thanks for listening. To Thanks for Asking Kells Radios. Episode 162. Rate me on iTunes. I see y'all listening. Retweeting me. Engaging with me. Thanks. Things that come on my way. I, I'll reveal. You know. As they as they come. But um, thank y'all a lot. I'm glad y'all like it. I'm glad y'all listen. Tell your friends. Um, comments. You can hit me on um, on my Twitter. At KMG's. It's the easiest way. I'll give you the emails. Thanks for asking. Podcast at gmail.com. But. I don't really be checking it because y'all don't really be emailing. Y'all usually just hit me on Twitter, so continue to do that. It's easier for me. Um, Yeah, and see y'all next week. Peace.